Your smile is your best accessory. It's arguably the first thing people notice about you when you're on camera. So how do you engage the audience that you're talking to in your virtual world with your smile? Well, today we're gonna to be talking all about smile care. And here to help us lead that conversation is a very accomplished dentist. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. His credentials speak for themselves. So if you wanna know everything there is to know about how to maintain those pearly whites and have the best smile, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Here we are again in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio. And today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people really maybe don't think about as a piece of Waste Up Wardrobe, but it is actually a real big focus when it comes to how you're showing up in your Zoom room and on camera. It's your smile. It's your smile health care. And it is really about how to really maintain that really great visual smile that engages people. I have a philosophy, and that is that if eyes are the windows to the soul, your smile is a window to your heart and the work that you do. So it really is very important to have a smile. Even if you recall in one of our episodes when we talked about body language, the, our expert at that time said that most people forget to smile on camera. And, you know, it might not be exactly related to today's topic, but, you know, it's really important to remember to do that. And in order to do that, it's really important to have, you know, the best pearly whites you can possibly have. So today we're going to be talking about that. And here to help us with that is a very special expert that is going to be talking to us about all the tips and tricks he has to, to offer us, to tell us how to show up on camera looking our best when it comes to our dental health and our smile. First, I want to remind everybody that we are on iTunes, so please download us, subscribe to our show, rate us and review us if you are so inclined because that will help promote our show and we'd be really, really grateful for that. Also, I just want to give a shout out to my very awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the green room controlling everything that has to go with the technology of the show and getting it aired and, and, and out there to the public and our audience to enjoy. So thank you, Rick. And without further ado, I'd love to take a moment to brag about our guest today. Our guest today is John Vartanian, DDS, and yes, he is my husband, but he's a very accomplished dentist as well. John Vartanian attended the University of Southern California for his undergraduate studies. He completed his doctor of dental surgery at New York University. 
and he's been practicing in dentistry for over 20 years now. His practice is heavily focused on cosmetic and construct reconstructive dentistry. He has single-handedly created a boutique practice in Newport Beach, California, where he delivers natural and appearance-enhancing smiles that change people's lives. And I can attest to some of his work it is really life-changing when you have this new look that has really, really enhanced your features. What's remarkable about Dr. Vartanian's education is that his education really did not stop with his dental school work. His pursuit of postgraduate dental education continues until this day. He is a graduate of the Seattle Institute of Dental Education. He has over a thousand hours of continuing dental education and has recently been working towards his mastership in dentistry which is really awarded to only a percent and a half of the nation's dentists. It is really an honor and it takes a lot of work, a lot of extra work to accomplish that. So I'm actually very proud of that myself for him. But what makes him successful in his business is his compassion, his clinical skill and his chairside manner. And it makes me so proud to be his wife of 27 years. Together we have four children and we continue to be humble servants to those we serve in our community, in our businesses, and in our lives. So please help me welcome John Vartanian to the show. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, it seemed natural. I thought, oh, how do I get to talk about, you know, smile artistry and really, really offering people the tips and tricks they need to know about really accomplishing and having that great smile? course you um so uh it's so exciting to really have you here and that our work gets to cross over and i thought i i, I really just can't have a show that doesn't that focuses on waste up wardrobe and doesn't bring in what i think is a really key element when you're showing up on camera and that's people's smiles and the way that, you know, they take care of their smile. And so I'm really happy that I have access to you and that you get to really share all your genius about this. So I just want to start out by really talking about some rudimentary, really basic things. You're, you focus heavily on aesthetic dentistry. And I just, you know, just from your experience, I mean, 20 years has been, has gone by quickly, but right. you know, it really has been a journey and in, in getting people excited about their appearance just by, by improving their smile. So what is the impact you've seen in people when you've transformed their smiles? Well, a lot of, you know, there's a big fear with dentistry. So, um, you know, the cosmetic realm comes with just the basics. You know, everything should look nice and function normally and be aesthetically pleasing. But um, I think a lot of times when patients come in, they really don't know what's actually an option or what's available in terms of what we can actually do. So when you sometimes say you can do this or you can do that, some people are just blown away by the fact that it's even humanly possible. So, you know, obviously dentistry, well, I have been here for 20 years and this didn't start this way. It started as just a general practice, but it's kind of morphed into this kind of cosmetic rehabilitation practice just because that's what people wanted over the years. And, you know, we, we do our best to try and give everybody what they want and the biggest impact we can make is when someone comes in embarrassed and usually when they smile especially in today's world of social media which is i know what you do a lot of there uh, everything's headshots or you know selfies or 
And that sells the most dentistry, honestly, because dark spaces, gaps, a lot of people are embarrassed and they're not actually open to telling anyone they're embarrassed because of self-esteem issues they may have. And we, we come in, we suggest something or they come in asking and we do it. And honestly, most of the times when things are done for them, they're speechless. They're crying. They don't say yeah. anything. They don't understand what just happened until they get that first compliment or that second or third compliment or you know, a lot of times they'll go and put a new headshot of um, whatever social media they use platform and all of a sudden the likes go up or, you know, it's amazing the way it works. It's, it's quite, it's quite interesting, honestly. And for me, I do, th I do what I do every day for a long time. And, you know, I'm stuck in my office just doing it and trying to do the best I can. But for a lot of people, once they leave this office, they really get to like, appreciate what just happened you know yeah. emotional social emotional kind of a way and uh it makes you feel really good the letters you get and all this it's it's quite fulfilling yeah it is very rewarding i mean it's like when you transform somebody's you know enhance their appearance with something that you are gifted with and then you see the difference that it makes in their lives like you said in their right. self-esteem that's the psychology part right that's right. the part that is you know people think that it's just a smile or it's just right. uh teeth but it's not just that it's kind of like with clothes what i do right. it's not just about the clothes it's about how that impacts the inside once you transform that, which is very aligned with what I do with, you know, with my wardrobing and my image consulting for clients. So you definitely see that difference in confidence when the, the smile is transformed. I love that you said that people don't realize the possibilities of what could be done. Right. They don't really know. They may have been in a car accident or an accident in any kind of accident and lost teeth or they may have had staining as as young children or they may have staining because of you know lifestyle or any of those things or just maybe poor genetics and that can all be remedied with dentistry the right dentistry of course so so i think you're right people don't realize the possibilities especially nowadays when you're on the cutting edge as a dentist what can be done and I, I really think of taking care of your dental needs as healthcare. Do you agree with that? Or what's your thoughts on it as yeah, so, part? So everything has to start with the foundational basis of good health. And that's the main function as, as a dentist is you want to make sure there's healthy teeth and gums because any cosmetic dentistry you build is built on a foundation of, of healthy teeth. You can't have one without the other. And that's, that's the thing even with orthodontics, straightening the teeth out for functional use ends up giving you a nice appearance as a byproduct, it, they just go hand in hand. So uh, ideally our first objective always is to make sure your teeth are healthy. And then if everything is, is okay with that, then you can build any cosmetic procedure you want on top of that. We try and do as minimal as we can, but sometimes, you know, more invasive procedures are needed to get a certain outcome. So, but yes, we are, we are doing healthcare primarily as the first step. And then we end up doing any uh, cosmetic procedures thereafter. 
No, I, I think exactly like a lot of things that we do, starting from the foundation in every area is really important. So when it comes right. to dentistry, you don't want to build on top of poor health, right? So there is so much that needs to go into that in terms of gum health and, and really right. infrastructure. You don't want to build on quicksand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, let me just relate all this to the camera. So we talked about the foundation, really the health care, the, the, you know, the smile care and the health of the, the mouth and the gums. But also we talked about the, your practice being focused on aesthetics. And when we're on camera, now that we are on camera a lot, you know, people want to have those glimmering pearly whites, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's so much that goes into that. And so when you're on camera, I believe that your smile is your main accessory. And I want to unpack all the possibilities or the things that people can do to get, you know, really bright teeth or really bright, you know, that the white teeth that they really feel is appealing. And there are different options. So, yeah. I mean, aside from, you know, gum health, which is, you know, a different topic and aesthetic dentistry, like, you know, full mouth reconstructions that we're going to be showing some befores and afters of later and those bigger procedures, there's always that bleaching solution. If you have a great pair of teeth, but you just set of teeth, but you want to enhance it and make it look really dynamic. So let's talk about that a little bit. There are a lot of bleaching types, types of bleaching. There's the do it yourself. There's the hybrid. There's the uh, dumb for you. So can you break that down, unpack that for us a little bit and tell us the different types of bleaching systems? And let's start with the super basic and kind of build up if possible. Sure. So in the realm of cosmetic dentistry, take home bleach or do it yourself bleaching is the most minimal entry into the cosmetic realm of dental dental procedures. Uh, what's out there is the over-the-counter stuff, which is Crest White Strips is very well known. But what you have to remember is those are not personalized to you. Those are made for the masses. So it has to be a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's exactly what that is. And also, you have to remember that, you know, with true bleaching systems that are done in an office, you can run into trouble. So you need to have some sort of supervision. Crest White Strips primarily is, is a watered down bleaching system so that you really can't do damage. So you could, because there's no supervision, they can't give you something that you can run into trouble because there's really nobody to actually call. I mean, the CEO of Procter & Gamble is not going to pick up your phone if you have sensitivity or that, you know anything like that. But, you know, it's a good, it's a good road to try and dip your toe into the cosmetic dentistry realm and see, you know, if you are open to spending some time nightly for a few days and putting trays in. And, you know, if you get something, it's great. If you want to do a little bit more or do a higher concentration, that leads us to the next uh, type of procedure, which is take home bleaching systems that are done in the office and they're professionally made trays for you. So they fit your teeth very intimately and the reason for that is, is that the bleaching agent, its effectiveness is basically based on how much contact it has with your tooth. So if it's a custom-made tray, the bleaching agent is actually in intimate contact with the tooth, or teeth, I should say, and it will give you a great, even bleach of the teeth. The outcomes are dependent on what shade you're starting with or what color your teeth are, how long you leave it on for, how much coffee and tea you drink daily. So there are a lot of variables, but I mean, that's a very, very conservative way to get into cosmetic dentistry and see if you get the satisfied result. If you don't, you can always do the 
in-office system, which is basically you sit in a chair and we do it for you. The procedure is about a two-hour procedure. There's isolation, and that's a higher concentration of bleach, and that's why it's supervised very intimately by our staff because it has to be very, very carefully done. Now, with the higher concentrations come more side effects sometimes. So you need to be able to actually call someone if you're having sensitive teeth thereafter. And someone has to basically supervise you and hold your hand through this whole procedure and thereafter for a few days. The hybrid systems are a combination of in-office bleaching with take-home trays. What we found in my office is that the in-office system by itself is not enough to really give you that long-lasting look. However, it is a great start or a jump start for the bleaching at home. So typically your take-home systems are seven to 10 days of trays for two hours. This way, if you do the in-office one and the trays, you're doing one two-hour session of in-office, like three or four days of trays. And that has shown us to be the most effective way. And then we get great results. Now, if you do all this and you're still not satisfied, then we start looking at more involved options, basically. Well, there is a lot of options and yeah, it really right. depends. Yeah. And it depends on the individual. Right. So let me just do a quick summary so that people can, you know, we can isolate all these options. One of the first things you talked about was the Crest White Strips, which I've actually used myself. And yeah, I did see some results. It's just not very long lasting, but it's different right. for different people. Right. So the Crest White Strips that you can buy over the counter. Then the other the next option would be the take home trays and that and that would be trays that are fitted for you at a dental office right so that's it's customized and then the gel so to speak that then you insert in the trays and then you can use at home right and then there's also the combined so you get you get jump start jumpstart your bleaching system at the office because that's a little bit more supervised and more powerful and then accompanied with a course at home where you're inserting trays with the gel is that correct that's correct yeah and finally of course there's the 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 system that you do in the office if you don't want to really deal with it at home i personally have done that and i tended to get sensitivity to the strong the stronger bleaching system in the office and i think some people do experience that and some people don't do you have any um opinion about that or any uh, yeah unfortunately unfortunately there's no way for us to tell before we do that procedure if you've never bleached your teeth before and you come in just for the in-office one uh, and have never done any bleaching at all, it's, it's almost impossible for me to know, are you going to have sensitive teeth? Either some people even have it halfway through the procedure where we have to stop. Now, if you've done take-home trays and you have a hard time with it, with teeth getting so sensitive that you can't finish, you're not a candidate necessarily for in-office bleaching because one concentration, the take-home system is about 10 to 16%. The in-office systems are running somewhere between 45 and 55% active ingredients. So it's quite a bit more, and plus the light that's on it to run the reactions. So it's pretty intense. It's definitely not for everyone, but does it give you a result? But everything has a trade-off. So yeah, um, the gold standard typically is tray bleaching at home for 10 to 14 days for an hour or two. That's the one that all the... New products are basically gauged against as far as effectiveness. So that's so true. And and that's what people really need to pay attention to is that 
everybody's different Every- and everybody it responds differently because some people will go, well, oh my God, it, I, I experienced so much pain, but it, you know, it is that everybody's different. Everybody has right. a different level of sensitivity. I personally use the Crest white strips. It helps like if you're going to an evening event <laughs> and then, you know, but it's not, it's not a long-term solution. Right. right. But you know, I do have one trick that you taught me that actually really works. And it's also a short-term solution. But there's this trick that I want to share with the audience because it actually could be a really quick fix. And that is taking a terry cloth towel, right? And then putting some toothpaste on it and kind of, you know, shining, polishing your teeth with it. Yeah, you just kind of like, you know, rubbing the, 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 the toothpaste on your teeth and then and then you can rinse it off, of course, or brush it off. And it actually really works. That's one of my favorite tricks because I drink coffee every day and I do get staining in my teeth and that really seems to take care of it. It isn't long term, but it works really well as a as a last minute solution, don't you yeah. think? You're your own hygienist for the moment. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, the pumice that they use for right. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I just want the audience to know that because if they're in a pinch and they're getting on camera and they want to quickly take off some coffee stains, that can be done. So what contributes to staining sometimes is like, you know, the wine, people drink right. wine, people drink coffee and it contributes to staining. You know, uh, sometimes there people who smoke, you know, so there's those different variables. And, and honestly, uh, because I'm a coffee drinker, I find that getting those regular cleanings really helps. I mean, when I go in for a, you know, cleaning and a polish, my, my teeth shade changes. Like I I would say three shades after that, at least because it's just getting the stains off and I don't necessarily bleach. Can you explain a little bit about that? Because, you know, I, you know, people, there are people who tend to have like more of a yellower shade of enamel and there's people who tend to have a, a grayer shade of enamel. Does that mean they can never get like white, white? Or can you give us a little bit of explanation of that? Yeah. So, I mean, the genetic composition of your teeth, uh, a color is is what it is. You're not going to be able to change that. So whatever is your God-given color is your color. Inherently, some people do have yellower teeth or grayer based teeth. You know, the yellower teeth are the easier ones to basically bleach. The grayer ones are not. However, in terms of coffee drinking and tea and smoking and so forth, uh, you have to remember that your teeth are porous under a microscope. So there's the best example would be like a sieve. So there's little holes. So when you actually drink coffee or tea and you don't rinse your mouth out, that coffee or tea sits on there and basically travels and stains those teeth. So a nice trick to that is if you drink coffee or tea or red wine, all you need to do is really just slosh around some water after you're done so that you don't let the, the coffee or the tea or the wine sit on the teeth and stain them. That helps quite a bit, actually. It's actually dramatic how much something so simple can work so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the bleaching, you know, when we start bleaching your teeth, we don't really know where it's going to end up. There's, it's very hard to say you're going to get two or three or four shades or ten shades. I mean, as you see the advertised. It's, it's very personalized, and a lot of that has to do with how much dentin, which is the second layer of tooth, is in your, in your tooth, how much wear you have. There's so many variables, but typically you will get a shade or two lighter. It just depends how extensive you want to go and how much time and effort you want to put into it. Yeah. That, that's really the, the trick to it. And the investment, too. I mean, you know, there, there is sure. an investment, uh, but, you know, it really depends of, of if it's worth it to invest in. And, you know, bleaching is just a really good way to get 
you know, teeth that you really, if you have a really great set of teeth, just to get them whiter. But of course, you know, there are extreme cases and that's a lot of what your practice focuses on and the the full mouth reconstructions that really rehab the mouth in a way from, you know, damaged teeth and for whatever reason. And I just want you to give us a little bit of a window into that, the full mouth reconstructions, and maybe just like a little summary of what that really is. A lot of people don't really know what that is and that possibility. If you can give us a, just a little, a quick couple of, of uh, like an idea of what that is. Sure. So uh, the full mouth reconstructions are mostly not so much dental cosmetic enhancements. However, as a byproduct of the whole case, you do get a cosmetic bang because you're doing so many teeth. Somewhere between the actual bleaching and the cosmetic uh, reconstructions or the full mouth reconstruction is like, let's say, doing veneers. Those are, you know, actual restorations that, you know, if you can't get the desired outcome you want through just conservative bleaching, you get into more involved procedures that are just thin shells of porcelain that are put over the teeth to really be able to change color, shape, and contours. We do quite a bit of those, but to your point about the cosmetic or uh, reconstructions or full mouths, that's more if you have wear, where you're grinding teeth, you've broken teeth, you're missing teeth, and you know, it's like dominoes. Once you lose one tooth or two teeth or three teeth, you know, they all start to like fall and they start to shift and move. And then, you know, what used to be, you know, in terms of force being distributed about some, among so many teeth, now less teeth are having to carry it and it, it just accelerates their demise. So, however, when you go in and do those cosmetic re- reconstructions or full mouth reconstruction, because you're controlling so many teeth and you're trying to rebuild bites, you can pretty much pick whatever shade of teeth you want in the end result. And you do end up getting a great looking set of teeth, a smile, I should say. But at the same time, what we're building is we're building function too. So dentistry has two components. It has function and it has aesthetics or cosmetics. You can't really have one without the other. They're, they both are, you know, they go hand in hand together. And that's what orthodontics does. You know, it gives you great looking teeth, but they're correcting your actual function. And because of that, you know, the teeth have to line up perfectly so that everything works the way it's supposed to. And the result of that is a great smile. I mean, yeah. the simplest way I could put it to, you know, to you. And I really do believe that a smile is kind of worth a, a th- so many, a thousand expressions, you know. I mean, I think... Yeah, yeah, it really it really makes a difference in our human connection and it makes a difference in the way people react to us and the way we react to others. I just think smiles are so underestimated, you know, the power, the power of a smile. And and just to to really enhance that as your as your best feature, it can be so life-changing and so impactful. I would love to see some befores and afters. I don't, you've supplied some of those befores and afters to the produ- for, to our producer, Rick. Um, I, I'd love to see some of those up. I know that we're on audio on iTunes, but for those that are seeing us visually, I'd love to see some of those transformations and Rick will be putting those up on the screen. But as he's getting that ready, let me just say, you know, as an image consultant, I think that, you know, the way we show up is so important. I mean, that's 
that's really key to to you know, building a business, interacting with people, and engaging with them. And I think I, I I really truly believe that you're never fully dressed without a smile. So it is really even though it can be very time consuming to put energy into that and a big investment uh, sometimes or an investment at all. You know, it is really important, especially in this day and age when we're in front of the camera all the time, to to enhance that feature. So I think Rick is going to be putting up some slides here. I, I'd love to, sure. to see them. And maybe you can just give us a little quick snippet of what each of these slides, where what, what happened? What was this transformation? I see the before and after. Yeah, um, so this, this is actually a well-known hairdresser here in Newport Beach. And she didn't like the staining on her two front teeth. And she had tried bleaching and so forth, but those stains were inherent or intrinsic, which means they're inside the tooth. And unless you cover the enamel with something, there's no way you're going to really mask it because it, when she bleached her teeth, not only did the rest of the tooth get lighter, but it had more contrast against the darker spots. So it was kind of one of those things, pick your poison. You have lighter teeth with darker spots or not as light of teeth and have dark spots that match better. So we ended up doing two veneers on our two front teeth on the, on the top and mm. two really happy. Um, so th those are, those are actual veneers on the two those top. Two veneers, those are two veneers on our two front teeth. So, wow. and uh, what we always shoot for is less is more. We don't do more than what we have to. We want to do the bare minimum to get the case to look its best and that's it. Well, what I love about the work that you've done, because this is something we talk about often, of course, is that, you don't go for like the bright fluorescent white on everybody. Right. I, I love that, you know, we get, you get to that shade that makes sense and looks natural, which right. is, which is really great. I mean, there's always the patient that feels like they need to have the white, white teeth and, and that's totally fine. But I do really love that, you know, that you achieve that natural look. And if, is there any other slides here that we can share? Oh, here's another one. Okay, so this, this actual patient was actually someone who was referred to us by her sister, who I did another full mouth on, and she wanted to make sure that you couldn't tell that anything was done except the teeth look cleaner and healthier. Mm -hmm. So in this actual slide, the two front teeth are still her own. I didn't do anything to those. And the rest of the teeth on the upper left and the upper right are all actual veneers. So... If you look at the picture on the bottom, which is a before, you can see there's a lot of recession and bondings and crowns with metal margins showing and so forth. So what we did for her was basically her whole upper arch, except for two centrals or two front teeth and matched everything to where you couldn't tell, you know, for her that she didn't want anybody to notice anything was done. And we basically bleached her teeth. And wherever two front upper teeth got to, we matched the whole rest of the upper case to it. So that's that's that case right there. Yeah, no, that result, actually. Yeah, yeah, that looks so natural and it looks beautiful. I love the you could see all the detail, right? The you could see the disappearance of all those metal margins. You could see those crowns in the back in the before picture, but it's completely gone on top. And I think uh, you, uh, I'm sure she was really pleased with that. And is there, are, is, are there any other befores and afters that we can share? Okay, here's another. So this case actually was a lady who had had her veneers done about 20 years ago. And her bottom, bottom picture is actually veneers that were done through the computer or CAD CAM when it first came out. 
So you can tell that there is less translucence to the ceramics in those. So we redid the whole upper arch in uh, feldspathic porcelain, which is hand-layered porcelain, not computerized porcelain or uh, computerized made. And if you look at the top picture, you can see that there's a darker neck with the body, the center part of the veneer being a certain color and then translucent on the edges. So veneers are not all made the same. There are quite artistic and very, very talented ceramics out there. The true art comes in the ceramists laying the ceramics down. Porcelain is powder and liquid. So this is all hand brushed and created by hand on each single tube. Not by me, that's their forte. They do what they do and I do what I do. But when the two specialties come together, uh, you can tell it's quite impressive, actually. That is a great result. I it really looks amazing. I love that the nat that whole translucence, that kind of uh, gradation of at the top it is deep, darker, and then you get the translucency, which that's what makes it look natural. It true, it truly is an art. It is yeah. definitely an art. And you mentioned a couple different porcelains uh, material. Right. Uh, can, can you really quickly tell me? Yeah, that's personal preference to the actual dentist who's doing it. Because of my continuing education in dentistry, I, I do know that there is differences in the ceramists. You know, some people are just true artists and they believe that this is the only way to do it. And that's what they do. You got to search for them sometimes, but they're out there. I know in today's modern world, everybody wants everything tomorrow, but you know, real talent takes time. And, these, these cases don't come back the next week. You got to yeah. work with them and, and because they do only one tooth of the day. So if you're doing 14 teeth, that case is there for 14 days for sure. That's plus whatever thing they have in front of your case. So, But I most of our patients do value and respect what we give them at the end. And they say it was worth the wait. I've never had anybody tell me, oh, it took too long. I mean, they'll complain during that's taking too long. <laughs> They'll never say, I'll give it back. Let me go the faster way. So what it is, and you can't, you know, every day. You, you can't rush that. You can't yeah, rush it. Can't so rush it. we want to share one more slide here. And can you tell us a little bit about this one? Yes. Yeah, so this picture actually is on the day of insertion. She's a well-known attorney here in Newport Beach, and she had a lot of worn teeth. There's quite a bit that was done to this case, actually. The lower picture has, she, she grinds her teeth and she had broken off and chipped off a lot of her teeth. And if you notice, her gum lines are not even. So she was referred to me by one of the plastic surgeons locally. And she came in, she had been to a couple of dentists and she was a little bit uh, disenchanted because she had been given the runaround, not straight answers. But in this case, what we ended up doing, because she's a wear case, basically, I should mention there's three types of dental disease. There's decay, there's gum disease, and there's wear. Locally around here, there's a lot of wear. It's just, it's just everybody's running around trying to get everything done. So that we do see a lot of, and this is a perfect example of it. She's worn down her teeth, and that's where a lot of reconstructions come in. However, her bottom teeth were in pretty decent shape. It doesn't show in this picture, but... Uh, what we did here is we basically corrected her gum line so that they're even. So there's a little procedure that our periodontist does for us. And once you actually even out the gum lines and prepare the teeth and do her veneers, uh, you notice that everything starts getting a lot more symmetrical. The problem with uh, this case, if you don't do the actual gum procedure, is the teeth will not be even in length, especially the two front ones. 
And those two front ones set up a smile for the rest of the metal. So the best example would be the picture can be as great as it wants to be, which would be the teeth. But if the frame is not right or uneven, you're going to be able to tell. And that would have been this case. Yeah. So that's why we convinced her to do the procedure. And of course, there's, you know, you got to sit through the procedure and pay for it. But I think in the end, she was ecstatic when she saw this case. And that's on the day of insertion. So her that's gums are sorry. You got to forgive the gum. The gums are a little bit beaten up. Uh, yeah. This picture just so I could see where the ceramics ended up. But, you know, it was such a great outcome. I said, let's let's use it. So. No, I, you know, it's interesting as I went, as I go through this interview, I see the journey and I see the varied cases and it is remarkable what, what you can do to enhance people's appear, just the way they feel about themselves and that, and that smile. I'm so thrilled that I got to do this show. Is there anything else you need to mention that I, I didn't touch on that is important when we're thinking about, you know, our smile for the camera. Well, I think it says a lot about you, actually. It's a quick impression. It not, only, it not only is a meet and greet, but when you smile, people tend to put their guards down. So if you're walking into an office and you're going to meet somebody for the first time, when you smile and it's a radiant smile, people tend to say, okay, this is not a threatening person. They, they're smiling. How could that be? So that in and of itself says a lot about you. People always want to deal with people that are smiling. They don't want you to come in and, you know, you're all stern and upset. So that is what I would say. But I, I would say probably as far as the dental office goes, you know, we do take care of dental disease. This does happen where people are more concerned about their aesthetics. But our first and foremost point is to actually take care of anything that's wrong. You know, we do end up seeing other dental, other medical diseases basically show up in the mouth sometimes. So we do catch a lot of, you know, oral cancers or things that actually are life-threatening or could be life-threatening. So that's our first call to action. And then all the rest of this is pretty much just evolved over time um, yeah. to where it is. So It's amazing. I think people realize that, you know, um, your your gum health and your the health of right. your mouth really says a lot about the health of your body right. and and so I, I you know and and that's i love that your philosophy is you know, of course take care of the health of the mouth and then of course right. there's all these possibilities when it comes to cosmetics right. for those who who choose to do that yeah. yeah so i know that you have a special gift for everybody so that you know listens to the to the show mm -hmm. and then might want to have a chat with you you're going to be offering a 15 minute conversation about suggestions for how they can upgrade their smile or you know bleaching system or whatever you know just giving them a little consult so that's a 15 minute consult and for those who are interested in that as they listen to this show they're going to insert hashtag smile and shine in the comment box to get that time with um, uh, with Dr. Vartanian and be able to have a conversation around what they can do to really show, put their best smile forward and their best mouth health forward, which is really important. So really quickly, we always wrap up with something called the Waste Up, uh, Waste Up Board of Weekly Wrap Up. And that consists of four parts, John. And the first thing I wanna ask is what is the major takeaway? If some but he's listening to this conversation and they took nothing else away from it. What would be that one most important thing they should learn and, and think about? The major takeaway I would say is that, you know, 
brush and floss your teeth. I mean, they last forever, and they take they take very little maintenance to deliver years and years of value to you. Nothing is as good as your own. I mean, even though we try and come very close, but teeth don't take much to keep. So, but you got to put some effort. So I would say very basically, you got to brush and floss and you can't do one or the other. You got to do both. And basically brushing does the tops of the teeth and the flossing does in between. So it's not that hard. It's pretty easy. And how about a couple tips for, you know, enhancing that smile and the look of your smile on camera? A couple yeah, tips. So I would say for that, I would say if you are a heavy coffee drinker, or a heavy tea drinker, or red wine, the easiest, easiest way to keep those items from staining your teeth is basically take a slush of water and slush it around and spit it out once or twice. And it will work miracles. I mean, it. we've done that. And we've told a lot of hygiene patients that come through our office that have heavy stain, do that. And honestly, the next time they come in, in six months, there's almost no stain because they don't let it sit. It's taken off the day of, not six months later where you're having to pull out everything you own to try and get this stuff off. So tartar control toothpaste are actually really good too. They put like a layer on your teeth so that stain doesn't stick. Between the water rinsing and the tartar control toothpaste, I mean, you'll take care of 90% of what stains might have stuck around, basically. That's a, that's a great couple of tips. I mean, it seems so simple, but it really is, you know, even though it seems simple, we are, we lead busy lives. And I thought it was very interesting that you said that demographically in the area that you practice in Newport Beach, that most damage happens to you because of wear, because people are very busy and high stress and high stress positions. Right. So um, it is interesting how demographics affects what kind of uh, disease you have or what kind of damage you might have right. to your teeth. Okay. So we talked about takeaway and tips and how about some tools? Is there any tools that we can put into the in the bot in the in the comment box for people to refer to later that they can use to you know enhance their smile um yeah so uh what we've noticed is the sonic airbrushes work pretty well if you wanted to go and invest in one of those it really does a pretty thorough job of taking care of your teeth and gums uh less to clean when you come in for the hygienist so your hygiene visits end up becoming a little bit easier for you i would say uh tartar control toothpaste works pretty well in conjunction with it Mouthwash is a give or a take. It's not really, it doesn't really do much. Basically, the brushing and the flossing is the key thing. And and the Sonicare is a great tool, especially if you have a hard time, you know, if you, if, let's say. Right. Time. If you're older, you can't really manipulate yeah. a manual brush. You, you just basically hold it and it runs its course. It's, again, it even has a timer on it for you to know how long to brush for. So they yeah. really, really easy. <laughs> yeah, they make it so that you don't have to really think about it. Yeah. And, and and Rick, the, my producer in the back is at, uh, the, my producer's asking, is John a fan of the water pick? It doesn't take the pace of the floss. Okay. The floss is cheaper and it works well. Well, and, and, and it's simple, you know, it's, uh, it's very simple. So that's, uh, that's interesting. I had, I don't even know what a water pick really is, but I'm glad that Rick brought it up because I'm sure some of our audience members will have a water stream to get particles of food out from between your teeth. However, the one thing it does not do is it does not inject that stream of water in between the contact where the teeth are touching, which mm -hmm. is where the cavities start, where the floss actually goes in and gets that and breaks that up. If you want to do the water pick, Rick, you can actually do the water pick on top of the floss, on top of the brush. You're more than welcome to. We're trying to get less steps, though. No, yeah, no yeah, steps. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do the two minimum ones. 
Okay, finally, let's wrap up with that uh, action item. What is the one or a couple action items that people can really put right into action as they're showing up on camera to really enhance their smile? Well, you can actually use that technique that you use, actually, where you just basically take a terry cloth and take a little bit of toothpaste and just kind of rub the fronts of those teeth. I mean, you're only going to have to worry about the front six or eight, but that works pretty well. And it really, really does a number for actually uh, giving you the basically the reflection off the lights that we use nowadays in cameras. So I would say that is the easiest and most effective way to basically get a pretty good bang out of your first or second Zoom uh, meetings. Past that, I would say the more you use these toothpastes and the more effective brushes like a Sonicare and, you know, rinse out your teeth with water after you have wine or coffee, all, you know, multiple little things will add up to a big thing at the end. So, you know, and they're not that hard to do. They're pretty easy and they're not that involved. Yeah. I mean, pretty good. yeah, I think it's just the awareness of doing it. And sometimes yeah. we, don't, we don't think that those little things will actually matter. So we don't do it. Right. So right. Um, I, I really um, I really love that recommendation about the Sonicare. I feel like that could be a really easy fix for a lot of people. We're mm-hmm. going to be putting the link to the Sonicare um, toothbrush in the comment box for those who are interested in that. And also, of course, we put insert smile and shine hashtag smile and shine if you want to kind of talk about your you know your dental health or just get some ideas of what you can do to enhance your smile on zoom because john will be providing that to those who are interested thank you john and thank thank you thank you i'm grateful that you uh that you're on the show and that you i know i know that this is not like the most exciting topic but it's such a necessary topic yeah. <laughs> and we may and, and we make it exciting because we we really we really i think demonstrate how a smile is a window to your heart and you it's really important get new teeth, that's for sure yeah right you can't get new teeth that's right but also you know it really ties into some previous shows that we did john where we were talking about what is the one thing that people forget to do when they're on camera they forget to smile and that can completely shut down that rapport that you can build with the client, right? Right. Or, or your audience and in any form. Thank you, virtual nation. Thank you for joining us. Remember you can listen to this episode on replay and you can insert the hashtag smile and shine. If you'd like to get a little bit of advice on what to do to enhance that smile of yours so that you can put your best face forward. And we just want to say that we are so grateful. We are in the mid we are midway through the year with 24 episodes under our belt and that means we've done a full six months of airing waste up wardrobe and really getting our audience dialed in with how to show up really great and radiantly on camera and putting their best face forward and being super professional and aligning themselves with their brand and engaging in this virtual world where we've had to do this but that we know we're going to be doing for a long time. So what we're going to say is next episode, which is our episode 25, will be sort of a little hint of all the little episodes that we've had in the past. So from episode one to, to 24, things that have been highlights, we're going to be putting together a group of, of highlight reels, in, in other words, of the things that we have really um, tried to enrich and educate the audience with and kind of bring it to a summary to the middle of the year. And we'll look 
look forward to another set of episodes coming up into the new year but really uh, expect to see our our episode airing at the same time same place on facebook next week where we are going to bring you the highlights of episodes past so that you can really start the new year on your with your best face forward and really dominate from behind the desk Thank you.